0: All right, everyone, welcome to Centered Sunday with your host, Sheree Shai Holmes, the business doula. And today we have the amazing, the beautiful life coach, oh. Mr. Williams with us. I am so excited that she got a chance to join us on this uh, afternoon or evening of Centered Sunday. And uh, we are talking about her book, Get Out your, <laughs> your Feelings, all right? <laughs> so I had the joy of being able to coach her through the writing process of this. So I'm bringing her on um, number one because I know the story behind it and it's legit. <laughs> and I want to just kind of like dive into the writing process, you know, all of that today. So we're going to dive in and talk some more, unpack some of these chapters. But before we do that, Letricia, tell us about yourself and your business.
1: All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much. I want to thank the business guru for asking me to uh, participate in today's podcast. I am so excited. Um, so my business, I am a life coach, uh, life co- Latricia Williams life coach. And um, I strive to help women get to the point where they are able to control their control and manage their emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that I chose to be, co- be a life coach is because uh, number one, I'm it's a part of my calling. Um, My journey, I am a social worker, so no matter what I'm doing, I just love to help people. That is my calling, that's what I'm here to do in whatever aspect that means. So um, I went through a difficult season in life where I did not know how to manage my emotions. So I finally was able to get a grip of that myself and then that's when like the light bulb went off. Like, you know, I'm quite sure I'm not the only woman who has dealt with this and uh to walk through that season somewhat alone because i didn't know who to turn to to help me um that's the reason why i want to pour all of my experiences and the things that i learned into other women so that we all can walk in this journey of
0: wholeness emotional wholeness together so that's me love that, love that. thank you so let's mm-hmm. step back a little bit what made you want to become a life coach um,
1: so I had been a social worker uh, for a very long time where I worked primarily with a uh, geriatric patient. So I was a uh, social worker in a nursing home. And it was kind of like, you know, I love what I do, but I just kind of want to step into another field of helping other people, you know, or or other women, I shall say, because I know I have been called to women, the women's ministry. Um, So I was just like, well, life coaching, I think that's right up my alley. I am a huge fan of life coaching. I've had a life coach before. Um, and I understand the benefit of having a life coach, so I was like, you know what, that's that's it for me. You know, I think that I can definitely do it. Um, so let me, you know, get my certification, learn more about it, which I did, and I must say, it was the right step for me, for sure. Love that,
0: love that. So, do you have anything that you specialize in as a life coach? Like, what specifically do you help women accomplish? Uh, maintaining or or gaining control
1: of their emotions. That's my specialty. So although um, being a life coach, I'm kind of well-versed in a lot of things, but my specialty is definitely gaining control and learning to manage the emotions. Okay, thank
0: you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, anybody that's listening, they can definitely <laughs> go and check you out and see if you can coach them through managing yes. this yes. roller coaster of emotions that we can have because... Um, 2020 (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness oh man there was a lot of emotions going on it it really really was to be able to have something like this you know in the palm of your hand to refer back to to reference in tough times is you know so invaluable so let's let's actually dive into the book um I'm trying to see like how far back should we go? <laughs> how far back are you willing to go on let's why you wrote the book in the far first place? As you want. I okay, can go okay. So wait back. let's dive in. <laughs> okay. Um so tell us your story behind the book. There's a story that's woven throughout this entire thing. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Um, so I wanted to be, when I was in the midst of writing a book, I wanted to be as transparent as possible because I know that there was many women before me and many women after me that's probably going to walk, you know, in the same path. So um, I was married to my husband and uh, and I'm about to get real transparent. So said, hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I was a married woman, had two beautiful children working, going to school, the whole shebang. And, you know, my intuition has started to rise like within me where bells was just going off everywhere. And at first I chose to ignore it, but then it it was so loud. Like I could not ignore. So I knew something was wrong. Uh, So in the midst of going through all of that, I became a a, a mini detective. And of course, when you, you know, look for things, you're going to find what you're looking for. Yeah. So I did. And that spent me into a complete um, roller coaster that i did not sign up for and i wanted yeah. to get off of that roller coaster but i didn't know how mm-hmm. so you know to be totally honest i had i had spiraled so out of control where the feelings that i was feeling because of my the breakdown of my marriage it was spilling into all areas of my life and you know you get to the point where you know i'm just spazzing out and i'm kind of like well wait a minute this is not me why yeah, am yeah. i you know, I I can't control it when I'm at work, you know, I'm in public, someone look at me the wrong way. I'm like, ah, you know, whoa. So, you know, I had to take a step back and kind of say, okay, now wait a minute. But in the midst of me saying, wait a minute, I was looking around like, well, who can I turn to, to kind of help me process what it is I'm going through now? um I got married at a young age so it was kind of like I felt like a lot of pressure was on me as far as to maintain a happy successful marriage also because I in my on my mother's side of my family um I was the only married person that I had knew so this is all new to me Mm -hmm. so trying to save face all while hurting so deeply inside and having no one to talk to, it had got to the point where I had literally, I just cried out to God, like, God, if you don't help me, I don't know how this is going to end. And when I said that, I pictured myself having an emotional breakdown. That's Mm -hmm. what it had gotten so bad i was like okay i can't continue to operate like this because uh something bad is going to happen i don't want to end up you know and i didn't want to speak that over myself but you know how you can feel i felt it coming on and i'm like okay you know so i cry out to god and one day I, i was in full breakdown mode crying out to god like i need you to help me because if you don't come in this moment I don't know what's gonna happen what next. Yeah, yeah. Surely <laughs> <laughs> enough, that's why no one can never tell me God isn't real. Yes, I felt the Lord put His arms around me, literally, and tell me it's going to be okay. I'm I'm making you go through this. You don't understand it right now, but just know you are not alone. Number one and yes. number two, I got you. Don't worry. You know hold on just hold on you know and when i felt the presence of the lord wrap his arms around me that was the aha moment to me now mind you things didn't change just overnight like that or you know i i still had to go through you know one of these motions or whatnot but the fact of the matter is that stood with that stuck with me and i was like okay god i'm leaning on you now remember you wrapped your arms around me and told me that you got me you know so Slowly but surely, I began to come off of that, come down from that roller coaster. And then once I was able to get out of, uh, me and, you know, of course, my home, I ended up moving out and I was able to quit my job. And I had a lot of alone time. So in that alone time is when I started to really reflect like, okay, let's take this all the way back. What Mm -hmm. happened? You know what I mean? What, how did you get there? Um, What caused you to, to, to be be uncontrollable, you know, but here's the thing when reflecting back on different situations that occurred, I would get angry all over again. Like it, it rose back up and then it's like, okay, that's what I'm living it. Yeah, I'm reliving it all over again. And it's like, that's what I need to control, you know? So that's when I started doing a bunch of research on emotions. And one thing that I left out when me and my husband used to like bicker back and forth and we used to have our blowout arguments. He used to tell me that all the time, you need to learn to control your emotions. But at that time, I couldn't accept that from you him. Yeah, I, like, I, no, I, I, I'm going real. for blood right now. Don't don't tell you, right? Man, right? No, right? no, no. Can't control my emotions it's your fault you know so when he used to tell me that i totally did, could not hear it it was going straight over my head but another day a light bulb went off like you know although he said that let's just say you you listen to those words why can't you why 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 are you not able to control your emotions like that's almost like a you know you have a puppet on a string type of thing and the person who's holding the string anybody can grab a hold of that string and make you dance any kind of way you they want you to dance right. because you are unable to control your emotions so i was like okay let's do some research to kind of figure out and that's when i stumbled across an article that broke down emotional intelligence and that's when the major light bulb went off, like, oh, my God, I'm not crazy. This is a real thing. <laughs> my uh, emotional intelligence score was just extremely low. But let me you know, continue to do the research, continue to do the work to figure out how I can build it up so that I will never be in that position where someone can control me via my emotions. So hence while I'm here why I'm
0: here. <laughs> yes, I love that. Thank you. So mm-hmm. let's go back. You said you you had intuition, right? And it just kept yes. rising and rising and rising. Yep. And then you found some things and you yep. just kind of like lost it. Yeah. So every woman I think has experienced not necessarily that, but just mm-hmm. like you are coasting along, you see some red flags and then boom, like yep. you kind of blow up. What we what we have all known uh, as the common word of triggered, right? (laughs) Right? Jayko gave us a whole song on "I'm triggered." (laughs) 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 So let me ask you, what do we do? Let's say, like I'm I'm working through some emotions. Some things are just Mm -hmm. not going well for me right now, and I get triggered. Whatever it is, whether it's an actual event. Mm -hmm. Or whether, like you said, sometimes you can just replay that memory or be thinking about what that person said to you, and then uh, you know, you just get angry or depressed sometimes, just those memories. So, like, how do you manage triggers? What's the best way to manage like an emotional trigger? To me, the best way to manage an emotional trigger, number one, is to be aware
1: of that trigger. If you're aware of that trigger, you can create boundaries around that trigger to ensure if your boundaries are never penetrated, to, you can never get to that trigger again, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I often tell people, boundaries will save your life. So if you know that, mm-hmm. um, for lack of better words, let's use an alcoholic if you know, if, as an example. Alcohol is my trigger, right? However, if I create boundaries around that so that I'm never by a liquor store, I am never in the presence of liquor, you know, to even cross that boundary so that I won't get tempted to, you know, go towards what I should not have or go towards a trigger, then I'm okay. So that's why I always say, number one, be very, be you have to be honest with yourself to be able to call out the trigger. That's number one, being aware of it once you are aware of it, create a boundary to never ever cross that because that's what stops it to me. That's, that's what, and I use in my book, I use an example of a teapot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you have a, a, a boiling pot of water or whatnot, and you cut the steam all the way up. Well, what's going to eventually happen is the water is going to overflow, right? Right, yeah. That's exactly what happens when we're dealing with triggers. So, you know, it's going to rise up within you. However, if you are aware that once it rise to a certain point, it's going to spill out, don't let it rise so that it won't spill out. Cut that, cut the stoves down when, you know, when you know that you're getting ready to cross a trigger or come, no, get out, go get as far away from the trigger as you possibly can. Okay, that you can do that is being aware of it
0: yes and that's literally the next question I'm going to ask you so first we got to have boundaries like protect yourself protect your heart protect your emotions but how do you become aware of it because like you were saying you would have arguments with your husband before and he would make Mm -hmm. these comments like oh you need to manage your emotions like I'm pretty sure we've all been told that before (laughs) but it's like you're how do you manage something that you're unaware of so how would you say for someone that's like beginning this journey like hey i want to get off this roller coaster ride how do i begin becoming aware of my emotions or identifying those triggers how do, where do i start you got to go through that painful process of reliving everything.
1: Because when you relive everything, that's when you're able to pull out what was it about that situation that took me from zero to a hundred. Mm, so you okay. have to literally have honest conversations with yourself. And you do have to go through that painful season where because you have to get down to the root. The only way that you're going to get down to the root is to, you know, you have to be able to I identify it. Identify yeah, it. After kind of you gotta go back and think, you know what I mean? What was it in that moment, in that situation that caused me to just erupt like that? Oh, it was because of what he said to me. So I don't like when people talk to me a certain kind of way, that's a trigger. You know what I mean? That's when you have those aha moments, when you get down to the actual root of what caused you.
0: So that's that would be my advice. Okay, so let's let's make it a practical thing, right? Yeah. Um, let's say someone's in a conversation and they get triggered by, you know, someone making a comment about their weight, right? Oh. Because that happens a lot, especially. Yes. Yeah. Um, they make a comment about your weight. Okay. So that is a triggering event. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I don't know how you can prevent that. Like you might know your family member is capable of saying those things, but you never really know when they're going to say that. Right. True, so sure. now I'm in the moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did my best to have my boundaries up, not be in this family member's face. I, you know, know that when they say these kinds of things about my weight, it triggers me, but now I'm literally in the moment. Yep. What do I do? Walk away, walk away. Uh, okay. conversation
1: over I need to exit stage left because that's you cutting the stove back down ah, I like that thing erupts so that you're already there now so the so the water is, is there now you know what I mean walk away I know that if I continue to engage in this conversation where you have just triggered me, I know where this is going to go. So I am going to take responsibility for how I respond. I'm not going to allow you, although you've already triggered me, I'm not going to allow, I'm going to get up and walk away so that I won't be around here
0: dancing because now you'll have the string and I'll be the puppet again. I don't wanna- That's good, I like that. Yes, yes. Okay, so I just walked away. I'm Mm -hmm. still seething. I'm still hot, you know, like when you get mad that he comes up and back in your neck. (laughs) What do I do now? Because I'm I'm already at a
1: level 10. How do I get down? At that point, you know, all you can do is whatever is your, uh, how can I say this, whatever is your meditation method to get you, bring you back down, that's what you need to do. So whether it's to go for a jog, whether it's to listen to something that can bring you back down. So that that's uh, like a personal, uh, I like to call it a care plan or, or plan of care. That's something that you would have to figure out. Whatever is your best method that can bring you back down. You can cry if that's what it is. If you need to um, scream in the midst of by yourself just to get that up
0: off you so that you can come back down, do whatever it is you need to do to bring yourself back down. Okay. So let's go back to the crying because Mm -hmm. I know as women, sometimes we are told you're a cry baby, your tears don't move me and this and this and that. So what do you have to say about that in terms of like releasing your emotions? Because first of all, I'm going to say I am a cry baby. Yes. I will cry if I'm overwhelmed with joy. I will (laughs) cry literally like, I'll just be like, oh, thank you. (laughs) It literally does not matter if you make me mad I'll cry like and I really think that I cry when I'm mad because what I want to say yeah I can't say yeah been there there's no words sometimes no words and the only thing I can do is just you know like even like an old church be like if you can't say a word just wave your hand I, I shouldn't say these words so I'm just gonna let these tears fall yep Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about like having that emotional release and what it actually does for you in terms of your emotions? Does it, is it helpful? Because sometimes I know some women who are like, I don't want to cry in front of them. I don't want to cry over them. You know, we get like so bottled up when it comes to like releasing our emotions. So can you share a little bit more about how that is actually helpful in a form of release for us? Absolutely. Um, When we have those thoughts, I don't want to cry
1: in front of them. I don't want them to think I'm crying over them. That's still giving them the power. This is not about them. This is about Mm -hmm. you. And if that is your form of release, do you. Do you and don't care one bit about anybody else. Because the fact of the matter is I'm doing this for me. This is what I, and I know the reason why I'm not crying I'm crying because this is a soothing mechanism for me, it has nothing to do with anybody else. Therefore, I will not factor in what someone thinks if they believe I'm crying over them. None of that in that moment matters to me at all. So releasing that other person and making it all about you we have that right to do that so call it whatever it is you want that's in, in not any of my business what you call it I'm going to do what is best for me to be able to bring myself back down and to make sure that I'm okay
0: yes and that you don't get this hurricane hello hello <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm helping you actually yes <laughs> so I'm, helping help- you. <laughs> Hi. I'm helping you I'm <laughs> Yes, I love that. I'm going to say that. (laughs) Listen, you better take these tears. Because what you don't want (laughs) is the theory behind the tears. Hey, just let me do me. Yes, right? (laughs) Okay, so in your book, though, so let's say we just, um, I'm taking this a little bit from real life story. Yeah, please, Um, please. So I've I've had my release, right? Mm-hmm. Do I go back and address this person? Do I notify them that hey, this is a trigger for me? Um, do I walk o- just like do I just leave it, you know, as what it was with me just walking away? Like, where's the conflict resolution coming? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I would.
1: I personally would suggest because I'm all about communication. And if you don't teach another person how you would like to be treated, as far as I, I, this is what I need for you to do to respect me. This is what I need for you to do or to not to do. And then once I verbalize and communicate that with you, and you continue to do it, then that gives me my uh, answer as far as if I need to walk away from this relationship, and that could be anybody, family members, you know, whatever the case may be. So no, I definitely don't think that it should go unaddressed. I do think that a one-on-one conversation with you know. Someone who has triggered you um, in whatever way—it it has to be had because I need to explain to you that that's a boundary that I don't wish for you to ever cross again. Um, I cannot expect you to to see that I had a reaction to it and just know not to do it again. Right. I can't expect you to do that. I have to make it very clear that this is what you said or this is what you did. I did not appreciate it. I did not like it. It. Um, you know, for whatever reason, it's something that I am dealing with and I just don't choose for you to cross that boundary again. And once you make it very, you know, clear to that person and they choose to respect it, like we can move on. And if not, they choose not to respect it. We can also move on, but move on separately, if that makes sense.
0: Yes, yes, that definitely makes sense. So having this conversation can be so tough sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, is there specific language like words or phrases we should use so I know it's very easy to be like to go into these conversations like (laughs) I can't believe you said that to me you're so rude you're supposed to love me that and it's it's you this and you this and you that and you this and you this how should we frame those conversations so they're the most productive and that it doesn't come out like you attacked me, so I'm about to attack you. Exactly. Um,
1: it should all come like with love, if that makes sense. I'm not making this about the other person. So it's not where I'm going into the conversation. You, 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 don't you ever do that. You, you know, because of course that person, that out of 10 is going to be on the defense, you know, and they're going to brush. They're not going to be able to hear what it is that you're actually trying to say to them. So I would say approach the conversation in love and it's all about you. I didn't like when you said these certain words, it triggers something within me. Therefore I don't like when people talk to me in that manner or say those things to me. So you just have to frame it all around yourself versus, again kind of throwing everything at them you know what I mean because they're going to be defensive naturally so and they're not going to receive what you're saying so make it it's specifically about me I'm communicating this because this is what I need it really doesn't have anything to do with you outside of me just telling you what my boundary is so I need for you to be able to clearly hear me when I'm expressing what it is I need you to do for me
0: (laughs) exactly all right I think that's a good takeaway that it's really not it's about them, but it's not about them. Like, were exactly. you framing that whole conversation on how you're feeling and how you triggered me and and how I respond? Um, there are even instances where I don't. I won't even say you triggered me. I'll say this reminds me of something that happened, and like it depends on how close you are. Like I'll yeah. actually open up the whole story and be like, "This yeah. is where this comes from," so that I'm now bringing them into the story. Yeah. and say and almost asking them to some degree again this is it all depends on like how close I am to this person to some degree I'm asking them to you know walk me walk with me through this healing journey because I still feel like that idea of being triggered like you said earlier it is my responsibility so to some degree I should be working on like I shouldn't just like let these old stories kind of hang out in my head. You know, even especially like in relationships, you yes. can get so jaded <laughs> from relationships and people tripping and cheating and doing all kinds of stuff that you yep. can get into a relationship with somebody else who did who has, has no record with you. And you know, w- one night they get sick and don't answer their phone for two hours and you're boom, triggered. And you're like popping yep. off. And yep. at that point, that's when I'm like, okay, you really didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. So, let, so me let me bring you into the story and kind of yep. like show you where this came from and then exactly. explain. So mm-hmm. have you found that that works for you as well? Um, yes. I or for actually, clients? Yeah, yeah, I actually have. Um, it's
1: exactly what you said. Like you have to... I I'm, I can't remember. I have wrote um, or when I I'm talking to like people that I'm coaching. I always bring up the song Erica Badu Bag Lady.
0: <laughs> that's my favorite song. <laughs> my favorite song. Is,
1: oh my gosh, that's funny. I always bring that song up because it's kind of like okay, you can't go around carrying all of these all bags. bags. Like it's, it is your responsibility to let it go you have to let it go because like you said you'll get into another situation and that's whether it's in a relationship um you know whether it's a job relationship or whatever and you're you know you'll take those same bags with you and you will begin to dump you know the, that stuff onto someone who or or another way i like to put it is you'll go around bleeding on people that never cut you they didn't cut you so no, it's your responsibility to get that wound under control. Get not even under control, healed. Yes. You have to get the healed, you know, because yes. that's what we do a lot. We get the bleeding under control, but the wound is still there. So, Girl, the you mo- over here. <laughs> so, you know, it's like the moment that the, let's just say we put a bandaid on a the wound, they kind of just cover it up type of thing. But once it becomes saturated with blood again, what happens? The bandaid comes off again. And now here I am bleeding all over people that did not cut me. So it's kind of, like, okay, no, we're at the point now where we need to, we need to be doing some uh, stitching up. We need to be like healing this wound at this point, yes. so that you won't have to continue to keep because it's going to get to a point where that's not going to be acceptable on your part to having to keep explain. Oh well, the reason why I'm like this is because it's kind of yep. like okay, well, when are you going to do something about that? Exactly. When are you gonna? You know, when are you going to heal that that whatever that is? You know, you have to heal it. You know, yes. that's that's the point that we're trying to get to the point of where we are healed
0: and whole. Hmm. So that is what you were saying, (laughs) like just (laughs) bleeding and bleeding. You're like, wait a minute now, when are you going to heal? Cause, cause telling people like, that's just the way that I am. Like, that's only going to go work for so long. So long. Yeah. There's an expiration
1: date with that, with that, (laughs) there is an expiration date that's attached to that, that statement, you know, and But that's where self-accountability comes into play. You know what I mean? That's when we have to face ourselves in the mirror and say, okay, you know what? Um, yeah, that's not appropriate. That's no longer appropriate. And I can no longer use that as an excuse. Not only can I, I, I don't want to use it as an excuse anymore. I want to be able to move on past that because that's when you know that real growth has occurred.
0: Yes. Okay. So now I've, you know, shared my trigger. I've decided that I'm going to heal. What does the healing process look like? How do I get started in that area as far as healing my emotions, getting off this freaking roller coaster? Yeah. Yeah. Well, with healing of the emotions, I like to think of
1: it as construction. You know what I mean? Like you have to literally go under construction. You have to dig all the way down to where that root of that issue started from. So typically, I take my clients all the way back, even if it didn't start in childhood. Nine out of ten, I have learned that most of what we're dealing with has started. It good. By childhood, yes. you know what I mean. So that root, and all we've been doing because what that's what we've been taught to do is suppress, 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 suppress. suppress. Mm-hmm. Well, it's getting to the point where it's affecting your entire being. So you have to get in and dig that root out. Um, so that's where the real healing work start. Um, so Ayala Vanzant had said a while ago that you have to reveal, deal, and then heal. So that's exactly what I said. You have to reveal where that root even started from, get in, you know, start doing that soul work to, to deal with the issue, and then you can be able to heal from that issue. Wow, so it, it yeah it depends on whatever the issue is. You just have to go through a period of construction where you really have to dig in and I do um recommend everyone get a life coach, a therapist, a counselor, yes. someone to walk you through that process because when I say I, like they <laughs> that's the Closest thing to me, like uh, all type of counselors, or whatever field that you're in, where you are about helping other people, to me those are like God sent. Yeah, you know, can tell me anything different because to walk through a process with someone helping you, that just makes the 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 difference. It really does. Yeah,
0: yeah. Those are friend of mine. We were on Clubhouse the other day, and she was saying that coaches are gap closers. Um, and I, I like think that, that goes across the board. You know, yeah. therapists, counselors—they're like soul physicians. And so we could be wandering around in pain for four, five, ten years. You know, not yeah. forgiving this person and angry at that person, and mm-hmm. you did this to me, my childhood. And it's time to close that gap. Like if, yeah. if this wound been open for three, ten, whatever years, it's time for us to go seek that additional help. Sit down with yeah. someone who knows. What it's like to be in that place and yep. then help you close that space so that yep. you're able to move on so for me I would say um my biggest trigger was having to deal with death right mm-hmm. and so it was like so painful for me I remember like four years afterward I was like so overwhelmed with grief that sometimes I could be on the train and it will be like almost around his birthday. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like I wouldn't know it, but my mm-hmm. my soul and my spirit and body would know it was coming up on his birthday. And I would just like break down into like uncontrollable, inconsolable tears. Yeah. I couldn't stop even if I wanted to. I would, I remember sitting at my desk and just like trying to hold it together until to, like like Yeah, Yeah. literally Literally. Literally. yep and you know you know I'm I'm like super light-skinned this whole like my face turns as red as this one (laughs) yes like a whole cherry I turn into a whole little cherry and I remember like it's time for me to go see someone you know to help me get off this roller coaster and deal with this grief so I think yeah all types of emotions anxiety grief deep levels of sadness, whatever it is. Like you can find yourself a life coach, someone to help you like manage through all yeah. of this and walk yourself through the process because trying to do this alone can be daunting because you don't yes. know what you don't know. Exactly. That's oh, is so okay. great about your book because you spell it out in like super plain language. Yeah. It won't yeah. take anyone that long to read. No. And nope. then it's like, okay, if you, and you and you even have like pages in here, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Pages in here to process information. You yep. got exercises. Like, yes. yes. You got all <laughs> kinds of stuff in here. Um, you even make it easy. Look, keyword for this chapter is recognize. That's it. That's it. Ouch. <laughs> That's chapter two, y'all. Yep. Tri- look, listen to this. She said, triggers are nothing but teachers. <laughs> That's all they are. That's all they are. That's so good. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. So let's let's talk about the making of this book. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This conversation has been so delicious. Thank you. Just thank you for coming on. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank, I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the making of this book. Let's talk about... The clarion call that sent out and you responded and yes. how we got worked so tell the people about your experience um mm-hmm. with the book write book writing coaching yes uh, yes how you got into that
1: indeed so i had started right well let me go back really quickly so okay. i was at work one day me and my co-worker and we were coming back from uh lunch we was getting ready to head back into the building And there was this guy who appeared to either be like intoxicated or he was like mentally ill. It was one or the other, but you can clearly tell something was kind of like off. And um, he was coming out of uh, a store and he walked across the street. Now, this was like a Tuesday. And that Saturday before I had first started pinned to the paper saying, okay, I'm getting ready to write this book. So I had, you know, basically got like the title and all that. So I I was literally at the beginning stages. So this Tuesday comes out, this guy walks across the street. He turns around in the middle of the street and yells as he's walking back towards me and my coworker and says, God told me to tell you to write that book. He told me to tell you, not only are you going to write that book, you're going to write two more books. So you're going to be writing three books. And when I say I, he stopped me, and, and that's all he said. Turned back around, went on about his business. So the wow. coworker and I told her she didn't know, you know, that I had started writing yeah. that Saturday. Before I said, and her name is Nicole. I said, Nicole, I just started writing Saturday. Like, what is this? <laughs> You go get this it, man. This word. So that's when I knew, like, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. God's serious about this book. Oh it. my God, God's yes, yes and okay. Thank you, God. I, I hear you. Let me be obedient now. You yes. know, yeah, <laughs> gotta be obedient. So um, <laughs> I went through the process. I knew what I wanted to write about. I began to kind of like outline all that good stuff and start writing. But I got to like a brick wall, and. What started to happen was I started to think about okay, well, after you finish writing, what are you going to do? Like, who I, I don't know what else to do. So I started to get very overwhelmed and I just stopped writing altogether. I'm like, okay, well, let me, I'll figure it out later. And I just ended up focusing on something else then I came across your Instagram post (laughs) oh my god and you were like you know if you are struggling with writing your book you know reach out to me I'm going to be doing you know a group and I was like oh my god so you know of course I reached out to you and we got connected Mm -hmm. the first meeting that we had it was supposed to be I think like other women on the call but it ended up only being me and you. Yeah. tell you that was nothing but God nothing <laughs> but God like listen I sent you someone who's going to literally walk you through this last piece of this book because I gave you a directive and I need you to follow through with it yes okay and I've had enough spiritual whoopings to know that yeah. when my tells me to do something I, I better do it ahead. you know yeah. don't me so um the way that you broke, first of all, all of the gems and the nuggets and the knowledge that you brought on that first night, I was like, Oh my god, like God, you sent her directly to me, and I couldn't thank him enough, and I couldn't thank you enough. Um, and you literally walked me through hand by hand, you know, walked me through every step of the way. You was very clear. Um, you were so motivated and helping me. And I, I think I may have asked you, like, are you sure, you, you know, <laughs> uh, you don't want to, you know, and you was like, no, God told me, you know, that this yeah. is what he wants to do. And I was just like, oh, my God. And I've been telling people about you ever since. Like, you <laughs> guys, I would not have finished this project if it was not for you. So I literally cannot thank you enough because
0: what you gave me, oh, my God, like, yeah, yeah (laughs) I just want to say that it was it was definitely like a divine connection and the funny thing is I think I said I think I started the meeting off sharing with you what I was had just finished writing my book and I was like yeah it's about embracing your emotions and this this, and that and then your face kind of went like (laughs) and you were like um my book is about emotions too. And I was like, girl, that's okay. We can all talk about emotions. Ain't no ain't nobody knows the whole story. So we can no, all cut no this man. out. <laughs> you like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, let's get this book done. What is the yeah. title? <laughs> and you literally like helped me take it from there. I was like, oh my God, yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I I was like, and I think I think too, because you're the first person that I actually helped with their book it made it even easier cuz i was had just finished writing about emotions and it was wow. like the emails wow. <laughs> like the, wow. like a really good stepping stone to help yep. somebody else write about yep. the same thing yep. that i had just oh finished writing God. about so yep. it was like okay well as long as it's not some weird story about her traveling <laughs> around the world and <laughs> weirdos and right I like, don't know how to help you do that <laughs> but this this was perfect and yeah. I love the way this came together the cover's beautiful like yeah Thank I'm you. so impressed I'm really excited so, so I is the book launch coming soon not not the book launch but like the party I know with COVID and all that stuff yeah, you um, to do what you want to do so yeah do you have one coming up or I do not it? So I am planning on what's next
1: for the most part. I'm, I'm, I'm mapping out what are we, what am I going to do next? And I am going to, hopefully COVID will be done after whatever I create is done and I can be able to mesh the two together because the next project will also be geared around, you know, the emotions and, um, you know, managing your emotions. So I'm sticking with the same thing because I think it's at, at this point, You know, for whatever reason, I think that um, it's very important for us to get the message out that, listen, we can manage our emotions and whatever I do to help my fellow sister, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's very important. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking about meshing the two together. So I still want to do something where I'm able to bring everyone that I love, everyone that was a part of this process together so that we all can collaborate. So that is still in the work. Hopefully COVID decides that it's, you know, had enough and right. it wants to get and go away, which we're all perfectly fine with, you know, <laughs> right. um,
0: because
1: I really wanted to do that book launch, but it's okay. It's okay.
0: So this was great. I, I still... I think it was still good either way. Um, And the way that this just like totally unfolded is so beautiful. So share with us like some of your upcoming projects that you have going on or any of your coaching programs that you have open or what you're working on.
1: So that's what I'm working on now, creating a coaching uh, group session where I'm able to take a group of women and we walk through a certain process, you know, together. Um, I also have been researching how to create a workshop because I do want to create a workshop surrounded by it as well. So even if and I think I might collaborate with um, a tribe, another tribe, um, well, Black woman's tribe that um, I'm a part of. I think we're going to do some collaborations as well. So we are I'm just in the initial stage of all of that right now. Okay. Um, so yeah please stay tuned because we got some good stuff coming up we got some good stuff coming up
0: <laughs> that is gonna be amazing having that whole process to walk through because yes. to be to be able to have someone to hold your hand through this process and also do it in a community fashion because I'm gonna tell y'all this so when I first started going to my grief counselor, I didn't feel comfortable like yeah. it just made me feel so awkward for a smile. I don't know this lady. <laughs> Thinking yep. of all, it's just me and her. There was nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Like yep. when you're in a group, it's like they could be dealing with somebody else and you're beginning, you're getting, you're hearing it and you'd be like, that's me too. But I'm not yep. in the hot seat right now.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. One-on-one sometimes can be very scary be because I like to... I like to see it like this, like when you are in a counseling session, it's your opportunity to, please excuse the expression, but it's your opportunity to get naked. It's yeah. your opportunity to lay it all out on the table so that you're able to unscramble a lot of this stuff that you're going through and to be able to deal with, you know, the things that you're going through. So that can, that can be very scary. Like I have to be vulnerable in front of somebody that I don't know, don't know if they're going to judge me, don't know if they're going to look at me like I'm crazy, you know, yeah. I, just don't know so that can be very but like you said in the group setting that kind of breaks down some of that like anxiety of the one-on-ones you know it kind of eases you into and to have a a group of people surrounded by you that's going through the same thing that you're going through you
0: know it does it makes it easier yeah yeah so I'm looking forward to this program when it comes out they'll be be sending you some references Um, so tell us where we can follow you on social media. And yes. if you want to reach out and, and say, hey, can I get a session with you? Tell us how to do that.
1: Indeed. So if you would like to reach out for uh, or for life coaching sessions, you can go uh, directly to my website, which is latriciawilliams.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at l.m.williams85. Um, that's my Instagram. Uh, please follow me. Um and I want to thank everyone so very much, especially the business guru. Thank <laughs> you so very much. Thank you. I, I literally, when I say this, I mean it. I can't thank you enough. You I could so not welcome.
0: thank you enough. <laughs> I'm happy that I got a chance to be a part of the project. And you, I listen. First of all, when you said I'm launching it, I was so excited. Like it was my oh. own launch day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got the book in the mail and I was like <gasps> yes yes <laughs> and okay. I must I
1: told some of the people before they bought the book I said please don't expect you know a big book because that's not I wanted to get straight to the point like I didn't want to you know drag it out or anything like that I said I'm getting straight to the point in the book and there is exercises in the book that I really 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 want people to really take the time to do the exercises because it will help you I promise it will help
0: you yes yes So can they purchase the book on your website or where do they go? Okay.
1: Yes. So they would, uh, to purchase the book, you have to go directly to the website, which again is LatriciaWilliams.com. Um, it'll take you directly to the link to purchase the book. Um, so please go over to the website.
0: (laughs) All right. So any, any closing remarks you want to share with the community, anything that you think last words of managing your emotions that you'd like to share with us? We all have the power
1: to manage our emotions. So if we are unaware of how to do that, I strongly suggest that you reach out to someone. It could either be me or it could be someone else. It doesn't matter. Someone who can help you walk through that process because we do, we all have the power to control our emotions.
0: Thank you for sharing that. All right, ladies, this is (laughs) your Centered Sunday. We're going to close out with our affirmation so you can repeat after me. I am wanted. I am wanted. I belong. I belong. And I am loved. And I am loved. All right. I'll see you guys back next week. Indeed. Bye, everyone.